Guess who I saw at the gym this morning? Ellis Carter. <laughs> Wait a minute. Cute actor Ellis Carter? Yeah, well, he's not so cute in person. He's actually totally obnoxious. Why? What happened? Oh, he was hogging the last horse walk treadmill in all the Southland. Maya, <laughs> this is my story. I I'm sorry, girl. I just got so bored hearing about it at work. Figured if I made it my own, might be able to get interested. Excuse me. <laughs> Leather, yellow leather, yellow Red leather. leather. Unique New York, unique New York. You know you need unique New York. This is oh hell yes, a girlfriend's podcast where we discuss each and every episode of the amazing TV sitcom Girlfriends. And if you guys don't know and it's your first time joining us, first of all, welcome. And secondly, make sure you go on Netflix or wherever you can watch Girlfriends and follow along with us. Uh, Etsy, what's going on? How you doing? We out here. You know, I'm just finishing my itinerary for Puerto Rico. And Damn, then we had him to finish Squid Games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what? You know what's funny? Um, I tend to not follow these little everybody's talking about this stuff. Like, you know how it was with Bird Box and all that shit. People doing challenges. I try not to feed into the hype. But I've been doing it, you know, clickbait I watched and, you know, this as well. And I would say, you know, to me, clickbait was mid, quite mid. Mm -hmm. um, but Squid Game <laughs> is better. Yeah, Squid this is Games. like, this is what Hunger Games wanted to be, my nigga. Like, get into it. Like, let's talk. Yeah, so um, I actually finished the series. Uh, Etsy hasn't. Oh, by the way, I'm Nettie. And I'm Etsy. And so, um, yeah, we got so excited about Squid Game, we, I forgot to introduce myself. But I don't know. I like it. I, it. It wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely something to watch. If you if you bored and want to yell at the screen, watch Squid Game. But nah, I even it. if Etsy you're not bo bored, this this ain't an if you bored type of thing. This is a watch this motherfucking shit. The fuck shit, oh, nigga. Yeah? That, yeah. that is like that for you? Okay, I like yeah. it. I'm here for really going in with the shit. You know, I wanted Hunger Games to go there. It didn't really go there for me. It was boring. Those last, what, was it the last last movie or the last two movies? Child. It was just, it just didn't do it for me. This is, Hunger Games is like, it's like child's play to this. Okay, let's get into mm. it. Who's your favorite character so far? Um, do you know their names? Because their names are kind of different than our names. I, I, no, I, I, no offense. Yeah, I don't I don't know their names. I like old girl that be robbing people. Um, the skinny oh, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> I like the main character, old boy, even though he's kind of a fuck up and it's like, why are you trying to blame him? He's a fuck up and he's annoying. Like I can imagine that he'd be cool to have in the game because he's gonna ride or die. But like in real life, I'm like, I don't know if I'd invite you out because like you yeah. a lot, like you annoying mm -hmm. and you just you're just a lot, man. Yeah, I don't think he's as annoying as the as the other women though. The older woman. Oh my god. Oh, I god. hate that lady, and I hate it when she would pop up on the screen. It, it's almost like she's being disgusting for disgusting sake. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the other guy, the, the mob, thug person. Like, you can go. Oh, guy, the guy with the tattoo on the side of his face? Yeah, like, why you got a tattoo on your face? 
I mean, a no lot shade of people to do y'all, that nowadays. To Shout out to our listeners with bad. tattoos on their face. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all. We love y'all. A little tat here and there. Make yourself an individual. You know what I'm saying? We love y'all too. <laughs> nah, but that's not why I don't like him though. So don't come for me. That's not why I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, oh, he's not as as gross as the that's another one why the old lady gotta be annoying like <laughs> they do that shit on purpose like, on purpose purpose because she look like she'd be amping it up i think that's her um her angle in the game to be annoying like yeah. she's gonna try to use that to her advantage you know what i mean yeah i feel like the personalities are contrasting like od on purpose and it's like they put her there just to be extra annoying and extra extravagant and extra theatrical it's like girl mm-hmm. yeah um, so I, I've seen it all. I know who's going to win. Who do you think is going to win? Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it might be the, um, the girl, the, the, the thief. She's just sliding by. Y'all thinking well, it's somebody strong the... and wrong, but. Sometimes when you do those kind of games, sliding under the radar is like, that's the way you go. And the thief whatever her name is oh, i forgot her name see the names are very difficult to remember because they're not like names that we say often here it's a korean that, show yeah and i it. feel like we don't even really hear their names like that we just hear the numbers so oh yeah i forget their numbers too it's a lot of numbers um yeah but are you watching it with the the dubbed audio or just subtitles Oh no, dubbed audio. I can't do that subtitle shit. I don't read that fast. Like, yo, I don't read that fast either. And like, sometimes if I look down at my phone, like, I want to be able to look down and still hear what's going on. You know what I mean? Right, right. And some I people, can. I saw some people on Twitter talking about, oh, you shouldn't do it with the dubbed audio. That takes away from the experience. No, it doesn't. I'm like, How? No, I don't want to read a movie or read a TV Mm-mm. show. I shouldn't have to read it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it's the not point a book. of it being on TV. <laughs> Also, exactly. the dubbed audio, I think they did a fantastic job with the dubbed audio because the voices is matching the characters. I don't know how them niggas sound in real life, but shout out to them, gang gang. <laughs> um, it's matching it with the dubbed audio, though. And the way they synced it with the lips, like if you didn't know on the thing thing, it sounded like it's coming from their mouth to me. Shit. Well, some of the words are similar. So yeah. some, like a few words here and there their mouth moves like exactly right so it works but yeah i ain't trying to read a read a tv show plus if i'm looking down at the bottom of the screen trying to read i'm gonna miss everything up top exactly like and this is a very high visual action-packed action-packed um show you need to get your whole senses going you need to see it hear it feel it (laughs) touch it the fuck smell it uh smell it the fuck trying to read like i'm reading a fucking novel bitch yeah so that's you know squid game it was it was good i give it um i give it an eight out of ten eight out of ten eight out of ten i give it eight out of ten yeah 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 it was a nice watch it took me like three days because i had to break it up you know you can't just power through it sometimes you gotta you gotta digest Mm -hmm. after an episode you gotta kind of digest what you saw Mm-hmm. and then go and you gotta be ready you can't be like about to fall asleep trying to watch it no you gotta Mm-mm. be awake paying attention plus you'll have nightmares i had i had dreams about it <laughs> which is funny not nightmares but i had dreams about people in, in uh, jumpsuits playing games like this so 
Yeah, man. That's Squid Game. I wanted to see what uh what Etsy thought because last week she didn't know what I was talking about when I was telling her about it. So Nah, I called it Squidward, but my bad. I'm put some respect on your name. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the cast of Squid Game. Y'all doing your thug thizzle. Congrats to your success. Congrats. Yes. Today's episode of Girlfriends, though, that we're covering is called Star Craving Mad. That's right. It aired October 14th, 2002, written by Michael B. Kaplan. Hey, Etsy. Hey. Give me that cold open. So William runs into their new residential hangout spot, whatever that shop is called. The and lunch he spot. Goes, what do you call the lunch spot? The lunch spot. The lunch spot. And he goes, <gasps> my sister's a lesbian. And then they're like... <laughs> And then they're like, well, good morning to you, motherfucker. Or hello to you, nigga. <laughs> and then he goes, hey, my sister is a lesbian. And they're like, well, every woman isn't a lesbian, William. And then he, she, he goes, no, she came out to me on the phone yesterday. So he said, he said that he, she came out to him on the phone. They were on the phone for three hours. And then Lynn goes, William. How do you feel about that? And then he goes, I don't know. It's her phone bill, which I'm just like. <laughs> She's like, no, about her being a lesbian, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Look at the times. Like, who cares how long they would be on the phone today if his sister oh, lives of phone. In- oh, yeah. Length of a phone call doesn't signify a phone bill nowadays. Yeah. Especially like- inside the U.S. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, shit. That's, I didn't notice that. That is a different thing. Look at the time, child. And then he says something like, well, it's going to ruin his lesbian fantasies. Oh, God. I hate this guy. William. What a... He's so whack. (laughs) And then uh, Tony goes to Joan. Joan, do you want to eat my muffin? And then fucking William goes, oh, my lesbian fantasies is back on. Like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, he he makes this joke about uh, uh, Tony and Joan being lesbians in this situation. He said it before in uh, like Trick or Truth and Bye Bye and stuff. But ugh, William, William's just he is a black Republican. He is his character. It really he's doing what he was written to do. I just don't like him. <laughs> mm hmm. The things he says is just like, and he says some really disgusting things in this episode. We'll get to um, as it goes on. But uh, once we start the episode proper, we're in the gym. First person we see is a guy on the treadmill walking. Did you recognize who it was as the character when you saw this? I don't know his name, but I've seen his face a gazillion times. Shout out to him. (laughs) Um. So the actor is uh, Adrian Lester. He plays a character named Ellis Carter. So, well, we'll get into him. We'll we'll have Joan meet him and then we'll talk more about the actor. But Joan walks up to him on the treadmill. Uh, She is about to talk to him and she realizes it's Ellis Carter, the actor. So he's an actor on this show and uh, she's geeking. Uh, He's not amused because I guess it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And then she talks about, oh, my God, I loved you in your last movie. And if you guys watch the show, you know that um, this guy talks funny. Have mm-hmm. you realized that? Mm-hmm. He talks very funny. So 
a few years ago, maybe, maybe last year, a couple years ago, I was like, why does this guy talk weird? So he's British in real life. He's from Birmingham, UK. Now, Mm -hmm. the reason he just has a bad American accent. That's all it is. You know, not everybody can nail it. He's trying, Mm, but the reason it sounds, it sounds really British. (laughs) It sounds like, you know, uh, Boy Meets World, Mr. Feeney. Mm. It sounds kind of like Mr. Feeney. It's American, but it has like a weird kind of thing to it. Kind of weirdness. Yeah, like he's kind of thing. (laughs) So that's why he sounds weird. If you guys ever wondered why Mm -hmm. the character Ellis talks funny. So Joan wants to use this machine that he's on. It's a treadmill. She asked, is he going to be using it long? He says, yeah. And he continues to do what he's doing. He's being very short with her. And um, she's like, "Uh, actually, can you move to another machine? Because I'm training for the marathon. (laughs) Like he cares. Like fucking. (laughs) There's a million other ones. But this one has a forest walk setting. And she finds that it really gets her heart rate going. And he's like, oh, you're running, you're training for the marathon, huh? I was like, bitch, how do you know that? Mm. Because he right. He's psychoanalyzing, huh? Because he an actor and he be playing in type of roles. Actors aren't psychologists, but bruh, you hit it right on the head. Joan is so easy to read, though. I think that ain't that ain't saying much. We ain't gonna <laughs> give him that much props. Mm-mm. I guess I don't know, but he literally just interacted with her for like two minutes and already bingo bango got it right. Mm. So then she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, don't don't presume to know me." And then she goes into diminishing his job as an actor. Some of us who actually work for a living don't have all day to stand around and wait for the machines. So what I do isn't work? No, I'm sure playing make-believe is very taxing. It's really funny that she's making fun of actors because she's an actor (laughs) in real life. (laughs) It's weird to hear those lines. And like, to be honest, Tracy is an actor, but she's also like, isn't she a trust fund, baby? Right. she She was born rich. Girl, her mother is a whole Diana Ross. Like, we talking about, like, privilege, privilege. Yeah, not even just money privilege, but, oh, your mom's this person? Privilege. You know that kind of thing where you just kind of like, do you know who my mom is? That that kind of privilege. You get privilege based off of that. like, oh, shit, your mama Diana Ross, bitch? That type of privilege. Let me give you the best table in the house. Yeah. You, You want me to close down the restaurant? That. (laughs) <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> oh i found a hair in my food do you know who my mom is <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah like so it's funny to hear her say this about like actors just play make-believe for a living and don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on i guess so but it's a job that's still hard to do acting mm-hmm. you, you gotta you gotta do take after take after take and it has to be perfect you can't just take a take off mm-hmm. and be like eh, i'm not here for this take like you gotta be spot the fuck on mm-hmm. so it's a tough job but yeah shout out to tracy uh tracy ellis ross friend of the show uh mm-hmm. we'll, we'll link up later on in the series uh have you on the show oh, yeah. so you can uh we can talk definitely have some brunch some wine yeah yeah mimosas bottomless mimosas you know the spot um <laughs> 
But as he, uh, she's berating him about his job and such, he gets frustrated and walks off. And he says, go ahead and have a forest walk. I hope you get mauled by a bear. And that's mm-hmm. the end of the scene. Now, William, God, tired of William, but I got to talk about him. He walks into Joan's office and he goes, Joan, she wants my sperm. And Joan's like, uh, what? He's like, my sister. (laughs) That even sounds nasty. No, no. He explains. She called the last night to reveal the real reason she came out to him. His sister wants William's sperm Mm -hmm. to impregnate her girlfriend so that the DNA of the baby is half of them. You get what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is sound? The math is mathing. No, yeah, the the math is definitely mathing. I'm I'm that a lot of lesbian slash gay couples do that shit. Yeah, they have siblings. Yeah, yeah. If you have a sibling that's willing to carry the baby for you or give the sperm for you, why not? That way, your DNA it's part you know part your mm-hmm. baby. I or mean, it's also your siblings. baby if you adopt the baby, but your DNA is biologically as well. Or use the siblings' eggs. And then the other nigga's sperm, and then they put it in somebody else. I mean, with science these days, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Dude, gang, gang. You, you just sprinkle, razzle, dazzle that shit. You come out <laughs> with a baby. You know what I mean? Whatever whatever combination you want to choose <laughs> what I mean, at the end of the shit. day. <laughs> That's a cool idea. And you know what's funny when I, you know, this obviously this came out like when I was in high school, but I didn't know this like i didn't think of this i was like dang this is the first time i'd ever heard of this idea mm-hmm. so that the baby is you know both is biologically related to you mm-hmm. so shout out to girlfriends for making that you know thing <laughs> um william does not know what to do about this he doesn't know if he wants to do this he's thinking it's gonna be weird to like make a baby and not be the father but you'll be the uncle that's not good enough I mean, niggas make babies all the time and don't be fathers. Um, but shit, <laughs> speak on it, speak on it. Um, but yeah, at least you you'll know the baby. He just won't know that you're the dad, and you don't or need to know that. Him. He don't. Maybe that's all. I mean, would that <laughs> what would that be for the kid? I mean, so my uncle's if, my dad. Like, I don't have a dad. I have two moms. Like, what the if fuck? If you got two moms, obviously one of them isn't. You know, whatever, whatever. I don't see any harm in just telling, like, yeah, we used. Obviously, it has to be at the appropriate age to understand this type of shit. But yeah, we use my brother's sperm so that we can have you. I don't see any issue with that. Let us know, y'all. Some think. kids be like, oh, so I was made in a lab somewhere. This isn't, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Kids be weird. Like, you know, it ain't a laugh. So I don't have yeah, a real some type like, of turkey base. My dad's my uncle. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> you know, kids be weird. I guess nowadays, if it's like 2020, like the kid, like the kid that they're making right now would probably be like late teens or something. So they'd be mm-hmm. more understanding about it because they're millennial baby. You know, mm-hmm. is a millennial yeah. baby. Or is yeah. a Gen Z baby. So they'd probably be more like open to like, okay, I was made like this and it's cool. But mm-hmm. I think like 90s babies, 80s babies would kind of be like, yo, let's keep this shit on the low. Like, I don't want nobody to know this shit. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, don't tell nobody at school. Like Jabari, Jabari's already getting made fun of because his parents got divorced. So 
just imagine if like mm-hmm. somebody found yeah. out how this kid's was made you know <laughs> and so joan joan tries to like give him a little pep talk about the good that he'll be doing uh helping out his sister another way to look at it is that you'd be bringing a new life into the world william if you can handle this it would be a very special gift to give your sister and william's like you know what damn it joan you're right Aww. and then he starts talking about his superior genetic code I don't know about that, but he also says his sister's birthday is coming up and it'll be a two for one. So he's going to get her this thing for her birthday. A lot cheaper than her KD Lang box set that she asked for. He's an asshole, by the way. Um, do you know who KD Lang is? No. She's a, she's a singer. She's a lesbian singer and a lot of lesbians like her. So his sister asked for the box set. Oh. <laughs> he's like, so okay. he thinks about it, he's like, oh, that's why she asked for it. And then... I was wondering, I was like, damn, I'm pretty sure I missed the pun, but I'm not sure if I want to Google who Katie Lane is. But, yeah. yeah. So he's like, damn, I should have known when she asked for that for her birthday that she was a lesbian. So the girls are meeting up for drinks. It's at the lounge. I'm going to call this the lounge. I don't think we have a name for it yet. Mm-hmm. But we got the lunch spot and the lounge. So this is the lounge. Joan and Maya are late because Maya got popped. She got stopped at the office because she was stealing office supplies. And now that, you know, after 9-11, they decided they need more security in the building. So it took them some time to get to the lounge. And Maya's like, it makes her so mad that people use the word security to try to deprive her son of his school supplies. (laughs) That's a good idea, though, to take the school supplies from the office. I mean... Office supplies are free. I mean, I used to do that shit all the time when I was working as a... Se- oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you work think your boss listen? You're from a boss's listen? <laughs> I work in there anymore, but yes, the fuck I did, bitch. You wasn't the only person that took it. I was taking that shit. And, the- they, and they got the good supplies. The five-star books, bitch. Damn. Yo, the budgets for offices and their... um. Their supplies, they got a high budget. They won't yes. even notice half that stuff is missing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the thing. The security guy is who we'll, we'll see later on in the episode. So, Joan starts to tell them about Ellis at the gym earlier that day. And they're like, oh, Ellis Carter, you saw him at the gym? And she's like, yeah, he's not awesome. He's a fucking arrogant prick. <laughs> She didn't say fucking, but he stole her treadmill and Maya's like telling the story too, because she knows it. And Joan's like, nah, nah, like I'm going to tell it. Joan wants to be the person to tell it so she can get the glory. She wants the, you know, the accolades and the, the attention from being, uh, from interacting with Ellis Carter that day. Excuse me. So Joan continues on. She, she hates this guy. She says, I dislike him more than I've disliked anybody in my life. That's heavy. You hate him more than anyone? Uh, no. You can't hate him more than Sean. Oh, shit. That's not even possible. Mm-mm. Damn. You know what? You right. Just because he took your treadmill, he ain't worse than Sean. Right. Mm-mm. And we, that's that's who we've seen. We didn't see who you has have been around the rest of your life. We just seen <laughs> these last couple years. So mm-hmm. that's the end of that story. You lying. <laughs> but Lynn knows she's lying and says, oh, well, you, you really must like this guy. She's like, what? 
And Lynn's like, will you forget that I have a master's degree in clinical psychology? First off, bitch, go use your degree. She got a that is a nice one. Psychology. You know how much them motherfuckers get paid, Lynn? Hell yeah, Lynn. How you doing busting tables? Making drinks. You out here living in William's backyard? Fucking living in Maya's mama's garage. (laughs) How the fuck you have a master's degree in clinical psychology? Fuck you, Lynn. Fuck you. I don't know. Anyway. She pretty much analyzes uh, Joan and says, Wow, you must really like this guy. Ah, what? Don't forget, I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. You don't get all worked up over something just because they bug you. Mm-hmm. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Mm-hmm. Sigmund Freud. Fraser Crane. Oh. <laughs> the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Huh. That's how I, okay, okay, I like okay. that. We've heard that before, but shout out to you, Lynn. Oh, I okay. Uh, I guess I have. <laughs> you never heard that before. Uh, huh. uh, okay. Um, Tony's like, oh, uh, who said that? Sigmund Freud? <laughs> and Lynn says, no, Fraser Crane. You know who that is? No. <gasps> you don't know who Fraser Crane is? No. Where is he from? Oh, my God. Is he from? Well, Everybody knows your name. He is. He is. Okay. And okay. they're always glad you came. From, 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 you wanna think. You wanna go where everybody knows your name. They don't make theme songs like that no more. Do you know who plays that character on Cheers? Kelsey cut the motherfucking shit grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kel's motherfucking G in the place to be. Kelsey cut the check grandma. So that was a little shout out. He also plays Frasier Crane on a show called Frasier. But I like how they threw his name in there. Kind of like a little shout out to Kel's G. You know, shout out to Kel's G, friend of the show, friend mm-hmm. of the show. But Joan completely denies that she has any positive feelings toward toward Ellis. And Tony's like, well, then can I have him? Because, you know, she like rich dudes. So Joan says, yeah, sure. If you like if you want a huge jerk, go ahead. And she says, well, he's cute. I also want to sell him a big house. Okay. okay. (laughs) Businesswoman always thinking ABC, ABC, always be closing. So uh, Joan says, cool, I'll take you to the gym tomorrow and you'll be my guest so you can meet him. Um, and Joan continues to go on kind of extra hard about you can have him. I don't care. I don't want him. It's like, but when you really say that a lot, like we know that means you, you really do care. Mm-hmm. He thinks the lady doth protest too much. That's mm-hmm. what they say. So William comes into the lounge. He's looking kind of somber. Uh, it's because he went to the fertility clinic and things didn't, uh, pop out for him. Pop out. <laughs> Things didn't work out for him at the Mm -hmm. uh, fertility clinic. He couldn't deliver a sample. Mm? He couldn't get his head in the game. Get get your head in the game. Gotta get it, get it, get it. (laughs) He says, like, how could I perform in a situation like that? They put you in this little closet with a cup and a sticky magazine. That's gross. Um, I think now they're probably like, yeah, just use your phone. They probably like, yeah, just Mm -hmm, give your phone, mm -hmm. just use your phone because that's disgusting. Mm. Um, 
and you got a little woman outside asking, are you done yet? Are you done yet? And <laughs> wow, I could not imagine. I could, I could that not so imagine awkward. that. That has to be because everybody knows what you're doing in there. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, knows. Wow. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just weird. Mm. So they make a deal with him that he can actually uh, fill up the cup anytime as long as he gets the cup back to the clinic within an hour, which probably works out better because he's in the comfort of somewhere he's familiar with. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Joan's house is only 10 minutes away. So he can jizz in Joan's house. Ugh. God. <laughs> Which is like, okay, wow. Um, and Joan says, no, because I'll know you were there. And I'm like, well, well, what would you do, Etsy? Would you let your friend jizz at your place if you knew their situation, they were trying to make a baby, and it was like pertinent that they um, get it there on time and all that? <sighs> Why couldn't he do it there? I know, because he's not comfortable. Oh, at the clinic? Yeah, he's not comfortable. It's intrusive. I guess. Can you not make a fucking mess? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Um, But also, she's like, oh, I know you were there, but who knows if he actually stayed at her house before. He's probably done it there before. True. He's probably just at her place before. So as long as, like, he shouldn't even told her. I think that if he just he hung out at her house one it. day, yeah, but like asking her was the issue because now she's going to be thinking about it and worried and looking mm-hmm. for droplets when she gets home, making sure the shit's clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he also says the office is 20 minutes away from the clinic, so that might be better. The office too, William? Jesus. Well, the office is better because you can be more anonymous there and it's not your nobody's house. I guess. He said he jizzed there anyway. Whenever uh, Joan comes to look for him, nine times out of ten, he's he's in the bathroom jizzing. Wow. Why would he even tell her that? Well, that's, see, that's, that's what's know. gross about this guy. Probably. He just has no filter. What did he think would, would come of that, telling him come of that? Jesus. There we go. There we go with the, with the, the puns, the... <laughs> it's just it's too easy it flows <clears throat> off the tongue like <laughs> you know William's a William's a nutty guy <laughs> I had to drop that one in there I know I know guys it was it was a corny one but I had to say it to get it out of the way because it was about to happen sometime in this episode I was gonna say it um dang nine times out of ten that's where you are not even five times out of ten? Like you're there nine times right. out of ten when she's looking for you? Just like, stay home. The fuck, nigga? <laughs> do you actually do work? Just whacking it. Like, just in the bathroom whacking it. When people are trying to get their case together, mm-hmm. she got questions about a case file. Where's William? Nasty. Mm. Jesus. So we're back at the gym. Joan arrives first and she sees a treadmill <laughs> is there and she's super excited because her treadmill is available and Tony's there she's looking for Ellis she gets uh on the treadmill and Joan notices it's broken it won't turn on so she can't do her forest walk but so she moves on to another treadmill and Ellis comes in and Tony is on him when he gets in the dough like mm. white on rice she mm. tries to talk to Ellis. Ellis don't seem interested. He actually seems like an asshole. Ellis, this whole episode. 
Mm-hmm. I I don't see the hype. Mm-mm, I don't like him. And he ain't even cute enough yeah. to be out here acting like this. Like, you see the type of niggas that she fucked with previously? Like, my nigga. They got um old boy Sean, um, the young nigga. Um, oh, well, this is this ain't Jones nigga, but he's still eye candy, light-skinned nigga from Juice. Like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, bro, you low pickings. You slim pickings in this one. You ain't really at the top. So don't, don't be acting all arrogant and shit, like... if you notice sean's last name was ellis sean ellis and then we have ellis carter and then we have tracy ellis ross boom hey shout out to little little easter eggs they put in in there yeah something something like that something like that and so um ellis notices he gets on the machine that that joan was on originally you know the one with the forest walk and he notices the machine's unplugged and he bends down to plug it in, and it starts to work. And Joel's like, uh-uh. Hey, you unplugged uh, that machine so that no one else would use it. No, I was just smart enough to see that it was unplugged and plug it back in. Even if I were to accept your little story about not unplugging it, I was here first. And now that it's working, I should be able to use it. What is it with you and this machine? It's a matter of principle. She didn't notice it was unplugged. She accuses him of unplugging it on purpose so he could use it and no one else can. I'm like, John, you think he got time to be playing games like this? <laughs> I mm. don't know. That's a little much. Mm. I mean, I believe it. Uh, he's, you do? <laughs> these, these motherfuckers be out here plotting. Okay? That's not a coincidence. Why is the one machine that she wanted to use that's unplugged, and he's the one that, that knew to plug it in coincidentally? Well, he said because he's smart enough to look and see what's wrong with the machine. And he saw that it was unplugged. So he plugged it back. Yeah, sure. He an actor. He know what to say. Oh, shit. You're (laughs) right. And you know what? I do have that in my notes that he's an actor. It's coming. Dang. Mm -hmm. You're right. You know what? Now now I'm on your side. (laughs) So Tony's still trying to bag Ellis. You know, she's talking about he's smart and handsome. And she introduces herself. She says, I'm Tony from Tony Child's Realty. Mm-hmm. And I specialize in results. Okay, is that is that your like catchphrase? How you introduce yourself? That's smooth. Yeah, yeah, that should be on her billboard. Well, yeah, but like when you walk up to people, you don't say hi. I'm Tony Childs. You'd be like, hi, I'm Tony Childs, and I specialize in results. Okay, it's a tagline. But he's not looking to buy a house right now, and she pulls him in and says, "I specialize in all kinds of results." Hmm. <laughs> and Joan's still upset about the machine. Uh, she's even. Um, she don't even know if the story about him unplugging it's true, but she's running with it and she's berating him. And she says, it's not about the treadmill. It's about his arrogance and dishonesty. He says, you want honesty? Why don't you admit why this matters to you so much? You want me. You want me. Nigga, you looking like somebody uncle at the, um, <laughs> <laughs> at the cookout. You can't stop. But of course, Joan denies it saying in your dreams yuck in your dreams yuck she likes this dude i don't know why she likes this dude but she like him she just she capping that's when tony tries to get in between them and she tries to invite him for a protein shake and he tries to go with tony and joan whispers to tony you know what he's right i want him so um Tony put she pushes Tony off of the uh, treadmill, and that's when we get our commercial break. And we come back, and guess where we are? Where we at? We're still at the fucking gym the next day. She has on a sports bra. 
she goes on the treadmill. First of all, the body is looking right. Can we give a round of applause? Okay. Hey, hate on that. Gang, gang, gang. And she goes on the treadmill. <laughs> she's trying to like seduce him because he's on the next machine. And she's looking at him all sexy-eyed or whatever, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's cute or whatever, but I, I didn't need it. She put her leg up. Try to try to try to back it up. Try to twist it up. Try to show it off. She gets stuck a few times. He trying to ignore her, but when someone's doing that next to you, it's kind of distracting. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much like physical comedy that I'm not used to in this show. Like it's like very extra. <laughs> and and while she's doing it, she's opening her eyes really wide to try to like get his attention. <laughs> her eyes are like bugging out while she's doing this shit and he's like yo okay cool whatever like here let me help you down (laughs) um because she's like he's not looking and she's like i'm giving you my best moves he's like okay all right well um let's um go out to lunch or whatever so they go to the lunch spot and he's explaining a story um Actually, you know what's funny? I want to say uh, we we get him smiling when he sees her on the treadmill being dumb. He actually smiles. He's not Mr. Upside Down Eyebrows. So good for him. Good for him. We get to see a different side of him. Oh, so they're eating lunch. And this dude is pretty much acting his ass off. Not 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 Adrian Lester. Ellis Carter. Mm. He tells a story about um, when he was a kid. So I'm like six years old, and my brother and I are in the backyard, and we're digging. We're digging for lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't find anything more than a couple of earthworms, but to this day in my family, when one of us is doing something crazy that has no chance of working out, we still say, ah, you're digging for lobsters. <laughs> digging the backyard for some lobsters? Girl, listen, this... Child. He said, to this day... They call it digging for lobsters. And scene. <laughs> Acting ass. And Joan mm-hmm. overly laughs at that, which is kind of weird because it ain't that funny. Right. She's like, oh my God, you have so many stories from childhood. They're so good. And he says, see, when you're an actor, you have to be in touch with the things you've experienced so you can draw on them when you have to. Which is true, but the way he delivers the lines is, it sounds like he, he's trying to work her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, oh, God, I love that. Because as a lawyer, I have to remember the difference between wherefore and heretofore. Mm-hmm. And she's laughing and he's like, haha, that's funny. Anyway, more about me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about asking about Joan, what she likes. Hmm what her job's like or anything. He just keeps talking about himself, how he thinks a lot on set. And she's like, what do you think about? No, I'm sure you really wouldn't want to know. Well, I'm working on this one idea. I call the veil of ignorance. See, I think if you could have people envision a society ignorant of their own social, racial, and economic position and ask those people what that society would look like, a rational person would insist on some basic human rights and equalities. It would be the kind of society where the rich and powerful did not exploit the poor and the weak because you're asking people to design it without knowing whether they would be rich or poor. And... She's like, wow, that's deep. And he's like, you sound surprised. It's okay. I get that a lot. And that's the end of the scene. That's what I have. Mm -hmm. 
really not getting a good vibe from this Ellis guy. Really not. I don't like him. I don't think he's charismatic. He's not. And I really feel like he's playing her. Like mm-hmm. the way he talks, it all, I know he's an actor and not all actors act like this. I always think about that. If I ever like dated an actor or was friends with an actor, would I know when they're acting? That's another thing. That's another thing. You would have to know them on another level to know when they're not acting. But would you ever really know? Who knows? Who knows? Because these niggas they can be out cry here on acting. cue. They can make the lip quiver like they're sad. Girl, it's scary out here. It is scary. You never know. <laughs> they can lie to your face. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there and believe it because they look so, so truthful. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Shout out to you, Joan. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. But she's at home. She's talking about Ellis, telling the girls about Ellis. And she talks about the digging for lobsters and all that stuff. And Maya's like, wait a second. I thought she was working on this marathon shit. You ain't have time for men and all that. And she's like, well, Ellis is a great guy. Is he? How could you know that? You you never really hung out with him that long. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lynn sees a script on the coffee table. She's like, oh, what's this? And Joan's like, well, he uh, left at the restaurant, so I brought it home. And Lynn picks it up and starts to read through it. And that's when Joan explains the veil of ignorance. Mm. And as she's explaining it, Lynn reads it word for word from the script. What if you could have people envision a society ignorant of their own racial, social, and economic positions? How did you know that? It's right here in the script. He stole that from the script? This motherfucker... Mm-mm. took the script and told her told her the script mm. did you never think that joan might see the movie that you're acting this from mm. and realize that you took it from your character mm. or may- maybe that part of the script wasn't didn't make it into the movie he wouldn't know that yet until the, the um until it was edited mm, it's a movie that didn't come out yet okay yeah he's still that's why he has a script still he was carrying it around Child. practice and Joan can't believe it. And Lynn's like, you know, being on her, I got five or six degrees shit, talks about that the guy who wrote the script stole it too because it's actually from a book of political philosophy by John Ross called The Veil of Ignorance. Sheesh. Damn. These niggas just be stealing and stealing and stealing. You don't even know who the real source is. The source who you think it is, that motherfucker <laughs> stole it too. That's how it be with these rappers be uh, sampling people. Yeah. People be thinking that the new artist created that shit. And little did they know, that's from a song (laughs) from the 80s, 90s, some shit. Yeah. So we're back at the office. William's leaving. He's at the security guard. He has to show what he has with him. They got to check it and make sure he ain't stealing from the office. Mm. Maya talked about this guy earlier in the day. So Mm -hmm. the security guard is actually played by Peter Page. He was most notably on a TV show called Queer's Folk, playing Mm -hmm. Emmett Honeycutt, which is really funny because this show has a very um, LGBTQ theme, you know, because of his sister, because of William's sister. But he tries to give William a hard time because William has a bottle of water. (laughs) He wants to know if he brought it with him to work or if it was 
from the office mm-hmm. bitch whatever he's like i got the receipt and he also has a paper bag with him <laughs> it's a small paper bag and there's a cup of jizz in the fucking bag oh, God. he did it at work Mm-mm. well i mean why not he's already there nine out of ten he times so he couldn't use a plastic bag so that the jizz don't wet up the paper bag so people can see what's inside no, he could have used the black plastic bag. Nah, I feel like paper bags have more stability, so it won't tip over. Whereas okay. plastic bags kind of be, they be moving and shaking. Oh. So that shit could tip over. You know what I mean? So security guard don't know that it's jizz inside of the cup, of the bag. He trying to be like, well, somebody stole a laptop a few days ago. He's like, bro, a laptop ain't finna fit in here. But mm-hmm. it's funny because... Nowadays, you could fit a couple phones in there. Yeah, so you can kind of fit computers tablets. in there nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole, like, early 2000s. Like, obviously, a computer can't fit in here. And so William explains that it's his jizz, and he has to get it to the clinic to impregnate, so they can ship it to Kansas City to impregnate his sister's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the clock is ticking, and the security guy, he does not believe this. He thinks that he's lying why would he lie about something like that? <laughs> very, very odd lie. I feel like it's it's way too specific to be a lie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Nobody would give that information out if it wasn't true either. Like, nobody nobody wants to be the guy that jizzes in cups. Like, unless you're a psychopath, I don't know who lies in that type of way. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he doesn't believe him, so he's like, I'm going to have to confiscate this. It could be some sort of biological weapon. <laughs> and William says, uh, so are you accusing me of sperm warfare? <laughs> uh, like germ warfare, mm-hmm. sperm warfare. <laughs> Funny. But William gets by by telling him that his shoe's untied. And then he runs with the bag all the way out the door. So he gets it. It's one of those things where you're hoping like, oh, I hope he gets the jizz out the door. Like you just want him to get this bag mm-hmm. where it needs to go. And so he starts running with it. I was like, yes. Yes, jizz. <laughs> so, uh, oh, the final, well, not the final, but this, uh, this, uh, this scene, Jones at the lounge with Ellis. She's like, I don't want to see you anymore if you're going to be a liar because I can't trust you. And you pretended those words were yours. Hmm. And he he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say around you because you're an attorney and you're so smart. And I'm an actor and I dropped out of college. Then you know what? Don't even we shouldn't even be dating him. We two different types of people. If you didn't know. That that's that should have been when you stop the situation. It don't go no further than this. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I got two lines on Saved by the Bell, and then you know my career was whatever, and then you know I was just trying to impress you. And now you're trying to win my sympathy. Bravo, Ellis Carter. Well done. Take a bow. Pick up your Oscar, cause I gotta go. And they talk for a little bit more. Who am I? How do you answer that? That's the kind of thing you find out when you spend time with a person. I mean, do you date? (laughs) That's the idea behind dating, isn't it? To get to know someone? In some Western cultures. Hey, then again, maybe you've seen enough of me to know that you don't like me, and that's fair. 
it's just a shame. Because I've seen enough of you to know that I'd like to get to know you better. But hey, maybe I was just digging for lobsters. Ah, oh, well, I guess I'm, guess I'm still just digging for lobsters. Even that sounds fake, Ellis. <laughs> fake like, and corny as hell. Yeah, like, I no, I don't like you. Mm-mm. I don't like you. But Joan, she ain't been with nobody in a while, so she's just gravitating on to whatever, I guess. No, the coochie hot and bothered, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, because, dang, go, call Chris. Chris will just have sex with you. He don't want. He don't need to be in a relationship with you. He's young. Mm-hmm. Call on you Chris. Call. call. <laughs> but Joni trying to get to know this dude. She just pays for her drink, and she dips. And I'm happy for her in this moment. Mm-hmm. In this moment, I was happy for her because I was like, "Good, you're cutting ties with this motherfucker." So Joan's on her couch. Did you notice what she was wearing when she was on her couch? You know something weird. The next scene. Nah. What she wearing? This woman was hanging out in her house, reading a magazine, wearing red bottom heels. Oh, Joe. In your house? And them shits are not comfortable. So. What are you, Mariah Carey? <laughs> just hanging out, y'all. You don't got your slippers. You don't got no fucking socks she must have just watched um mariah carey's episode of cribs that came out around this time y'all that episode? <laughs> she took up like two she parts of the, of, of the episode two she episodes. did she did she because she was she was walking so slow around the house because she had her heels on so she had it took longer for her to show the tour <laughs> i said lord yeah she changed like three times she did. You know what? I want. Do they do cribs? Could they do cribs nowadays? Do you think anyone would care? I think they do it on this YouTube channel. It's called like Architectural Digest or something. But it's never really people that we really care about. It's just like other people. Like I want to see Megan the Stallion's house. <laughs> I don't want to see. Right, right, right. That's how. That's how cribs would be. And so, like, is it like white people? It's like white people. That that guy from um, Criminal Minds is on there. The geeky one. Oh, Matthew Gruber. Yeah, he got a nice house. It's kind of out there. But yeah, he has a nice house. <laughs> but I'm not trying to see their place. Like, I'm trying to see, like, Drake's house. You know what I mean? I want to see yeah, Drake's house. Yeah, I mean, they got, like. they, got some, they got some cool people. They got Naomi Campbell. Um, uh, they got Christian Dunst. Um, Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. You know, like, they got some people, but it ain't... I guess. It ain't Drake's house or nothing. But yeah, this girl's hanging out. Got the heels on. Oh, them things would have been off as soon as I got in the car. So I can drive. <laughs> she got a shit on. So the doorbell rings. She keep them on and walk to the door. Mm-hmm. Just a clicking and clanking. Mm-hmm. And she opened the door. Who had the door? Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh boy. The, the actor. He got on a lobster, a lobster thing, looking like that motherfucker from all that. I think you might have rejog my memory. Rejog. Is it? The, it's the Amanda Show. You sure? I didn't watch the Amanda Show. That was past my time. Dancing lobsters. Yes, it's from Amanda. Yep. Oh okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Um, they used to dance and come out like just weirdly, like just randomly and start dancing. Hmm. Whenever well, she ain't feel like finishing this the bitch skit. here is singing. 
Yeah, this nigga sing. Oh, Yo, this song is trash. Alice says he's very sorry he lied to you. Alice says he's very sorry he lied to you. Break it down, break it down. Alice says he's very sorry. He says he's very sorry. He was he was, he was doing something with the runs at the end. He did something. Listen, we. <laughs> Bruh, listen, so he sees this. What is I can't believe he said that. He's tap dancing while he's doing this in the lobster suit. It's really cringe, and Joan is sitting there all smitten and laughing and thinking it's cute. And he sings it the whole thing in a jokey way. Like he sings it kind of like it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then at the end he gets down on his knee and he goes. <clears throat> Alice says he's very sorry he lied to you. <laughs> uh-huh. He added some of the seasoning. Yo. Yeah, but it wasn't enough seasoning. I think he just used salt and pepper. <laughs> he ain't use old bay. He ain't you he thought he was he doing something with the salt and pepper. He ain't use no old bay, no no Goya. He ain't use that shit. No size all. <laughs> He thought he had sauce on, but it was salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. You know? So I wasn't feeling it. Not at all. Yeah. Well, he got what he wanted in the end. He oh got Joan's God. heart. But I tell you right now, I would have walked his ass right out the door. I would have been like, you know what? Up out my house. And why you dress up? Like, just just come over to my house. Tell me you sorry. Tell me, oh, I used to do singing telegrams. Let's let's do this over. Let's try again. Like let's start from the beginning. I don't need you dancing in a lobster outfit and doing all this stuff. Like and you about to lose me. Did you have to put on the whole outfit? Like from head to he toe. He didn't have to put on the whole outfit. He could have showed me a picture. He could have um there's just so many other avenues he could have pursued, but this was just no. Mm-hmm. No. Would have put the panties right back on. <laughs> so she's smiling and she's like oh um that was awesome i think she claps i don't know but he goes you know i i i typically get away with a lot but you called me on my crap you didn't let me get away with anything i'm like who you be lying to Mm. people let you get away like who else have you tried this on where they let you get away with this shit like these are all red flags joan Mm mm-hmm the people who he thinks that he's getting over on, but they're just tolerating it because they want the access to you, mm, sir. A word. They know what you're doing. They're just like, oh, okay, yeah. Cash ever. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, he wants to take her out for a lobster dinner. And at first, Joan's like, nah, we don't got to do that. I'll whip something up here at the house. What? <laughs> girl if he's talking about taking you out you fucking go mm-hmm. but she's like you know what actually yeah you're gonna take me out to dinner but you can't go dress like that he's like don't worry i got a t-shirt and shorts in the car mm. she's like nah where we, where i want to go you need long pants and about three hundred dollars <laughs> so tomorrow at seven o'clock he goes cool i'll claw you later okay fucking cornball fucking cornball <laughs> And he leaves and she's happy. And the final final scene, uh, Joan is at the office with uh, William. They're working on a case together, I guess. Some lawyership. And while Joan's talking about um, the verbiage in one of the, the papers, 
William looks at his watch, puts his papers down. He loosens up his tie and sits back in his seat and he closes his eyes. And she's like, wait, what the fuck's going on? He's like, this very moment, I'm impregnating a lesbian. It's not the way I thought I'd do it, but I'll take what I can get. I'm like, what? (laughs) Did he just reduce his sister's fucking dream of having kids to a sexual fantasy like this is all even even having a sister who's gay still doesn't humanize lesbians to him they're still like he certainly did reduce his sister's girlfriend or wife or whoever to yeah yep that's William I hate this guy he's so disgusting and he's leaning back in his chair and he's like closing his eyes like are you about to jizz in Joan's chair right now Mm-mm. thinking of your sister's your jizz going into your sister's girlfriend's body Mm-mm. bruh he's so disgusting and misogynistic um very you know, it's cute and funny sometimes but objectively no not this guy <laughs> um anyway that is the end of the episode yes it is are you ready to give me your oh hell yes moment my oh hell yes moment is has two parts. The first part is Lynn mm. reading the lines for us to even discover that this motherfucker was lying and copying the lines from the script and her going to that exact page and reading it off of Joan's mouth at the same time. Oh, I love when it's done in shows. It just gives the effect that I wanted to give. <laughs> checkmate bitch yeah and the second part is joan like saying nigga you tried it you really tried to run your motherfucking script lines on me you bitch ass motherfucker she ain't say it like that but yeah that's what she meant yeah that's my oh hell yes it's in the subtext mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay i like that one so my oh hell yes moment was joan letting william know that the good things that could come from him helping his sister conceive or his sister's girlfriend conceive right you're gonna be giving her a gift and bringing life into this world Mm -hmm. that's awesome thank you joan for putting in a perspective even though this guy's trash i love that we love that here so i have one tweet it is from (laughs) uh morgan the pony (laughs) like like megan the stallion oh my god y'all are hilarious (laughs) i can't (laughs) I'm going to call myself uh, Etsy the Seahorse. <laughs> oh, my God. I might leave that in. I was going to put <laughs> talk about her at. I'm going to. We're going to keep going. Um, Morgan the Pony says, I want to know what girlfriends was attempting to accomplish by coding Lynn gay slash bi and then using lesbians as the bulk of the arc with William's sister needing a sperm donor. Like the hatred for woman loving women must have come from somewhere. Is she coded as gay? Bye. I, I don't think I don't see coded. It. I think she's just coded it? as like a free spirit who be fucking men, women, or whoever. I don't. I don't. I don't think she's done women. I don't think she doesn't strike me. No, she doesn't do women. My bad. It was the um. It was the restaurant she was working in, and that Asian girl wanted to fuck her, and she was like, "Girl, what?" Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Right, but does does Lynn strike you as gay? nah not at all i don't i don't get that mm-hmm. um maybe we're not seeing it megan the pony or Mark. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to megan the pony 
Morgan the Pony. It's Morgan, Morgan the, the Pony. pony. Um, maybe we're not seeing it, but I don't. I, she strikes me as straight, but still like that she's just sexually liberated. Yeah. So I don't think they. I think that what the Megan the Seahorse or whoever. Morgan the Pony. <laughs> I think that what she's seeing as coded as gay is just like alternative black girl, which is what Lynn is. Well, alternative mixed girl. I don't think that like she's gay because she's not typically, you know, what we see a lot. Yeah. Thing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you see it, fine. We're not going to tell you what to see. Shout out but to you, I Megan. Think this um, Morgan. Morgan. Shout out, Morgan. Uh, friend of the show. Um <laughs> It's an early 2000s show, so they're they're not going to have a lot of gay characters at all anyway. But I don't think they're hating on gay characters by by saying that she's coded as gay, but not saying it. Nah. Anyway, I thought I'd point that out. So we start the conversation on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is it. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Meet us back here next week, next Wednesday, when we cover Don't Leave Me Alone. Hmm. It's a Lynn-centric episode, so it's um it's time for Lynn to get a real job, guys. Oh, we're going to have some people in her life try to convince her that uh, she needs to start getting into the corporate world. She's too old to be playing these games. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we will be uh, talking about next week. So head down over to uh, your favorite podcast platform rate review subscribe us um, and head over to apple podcast and give us five stars uh, none of the other uh stars work it's only five you can only give us five right it don't work or something but anyway go ahead and do that and until next week i am your girl Nettie, and i am etsy and we'll see you next week bye bye guys bye.